Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. a traveller from an antique land who said, Two vast and trunkless legs of stone stand in the desert, near them on the sand, half sunk, a shattered visage lies whose frown and wrinkled lip and sneer of cold command tell that its sculptor well those passions red, which yet survive. Stamped on these lifeless things, the hand that mocked them and the heart that fed, and on the pedestal these words appear, My name is Ozymandias, King of Kings. Look on my works, ye mighty and despair. Nothing beside remains. Round the decay of that colossal wreck, boundless and bare, the lone and level sands stretch far away. Welcome to Everybody <laughs> Wants to Be a Cat. What the fuck was that? We've seen Cats 2019. <laughs> <laughs> we have seen it. Oh, Jess has seen it I've twice. I've seen it twice. We thanks s- to a very good looking man who asked to go to the cinema. Let's move on from that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, um, we saw it... Together, we did opening night in Australia, Boxing Day, mm-hmm. which meant that the bars weren't open when we left, which was a mistake. No, and we wanted to drink heavily. I mean, we already had started. I left the movie halfway through. Oh my uh, god, that was more hilarious! Drink. I've never experienced that before in my life. Dom just turns to me, he's like, "I'm going to the bar. Do you want something?" I was like, "Yes, please, get me a ginger beer." Yeah, um, the and the the bar star. I left during Grizabella's first appearance um, because it was like I've heard memory before, and not only that, Tom Hooper's a hack, so I can probably, I could probably pit, like guess the shot compositions he went uh, with for this whole scene, so I can leave now safely. So funny. Um, hi everybody, welcome back to Everybody Wants to Be a Cat. Uh, We've returned. We, to we talk- said we would. We said we would, and we're here. We are. We were bound by our our word. We we regret it. We, Deeply, we shouldn't have seen it. I feel like, um, but yeah, just for everybody's information, um, our TNC podcast family hosted a screening of Cats at the Palace uh, Cinemas in, on James Street here in Brisbane. Um, we had a really great, like, you know, it was it's a shitty movie, but I really liked the camaraderie that yeah. was going on because, like, we were in a safe place, and like, I think I stood up at one point and was like what the fuck is going on? Like, what is going on? Yeah, I was loud during that movie. Yeah, I was, we were screaming. I was shouting at the screen. We were uh, absolutely screaming. Um, So, yeah, here we are to talk about uh, Cats, the musical, the movie. Um, So, obviously, a few is, months is ago... Is it a movie? Is it really a movie? <laughs> I don't know about I mean, that. we saw it at a cinema. Mm, I wouldn't um, call it a film. No, no, yeah. It's... <laughs> it sure is something. Um, so I've had the largest coffee of my entire life on an empty stomach, so I am positively vibrating at the moment. I guess I'm three shots of coffee in at this point. Um, so we did an episode uh, with um, podcast producer Zane a few months ago when the trailer came out because we were all – the world was horrified. And that was on, one was 45 minutes long, so what's this going to be like? Yeah, right? Uh, the mo- That trailer – 
people were saying at the time, oh, the, the effects mustn't be finished. They'll they'll do some more to it. They'll no. they'll they'll do tweaks in response to it. The movie is worse than the trailer. The movie is more horrifying. Uh, it's appalling. Yeah. Because the trailer is just like, yeah, they look as terrible in the movie as they do in the trailer, but the trailer doesn't have ah. Uh, it doesn't have the the cockroaches and no. the mice and Rebel Wilson repeatedly tearing her flesh off. So the second time that I went to the, so the second time I went to Cats, um, I we'd ha- I'd had quite a few margaritas. Good call. I needed them, um, and like normally, like when I go to the movies, like I don't, I try not to leave because I'm like, oh, what if I miss something? And then as soon as Rebel Wilson came out, I was like, I'm going to the bathroom. Like I'll, to vomit. I'll, I'll catch oh, you, yeah. catch you in a second. Um, and that's yeah. about 15 minutes in. Yeah. Although it could be an hour in. Time doesn't mean much when you're watching cats. <laughs> like, honestly. Um, okay, so let's, oh. let's let's start. Let's start. Um, okay, first off. So it's an, it's an adaptation avoided, of the stage musical. It, yeah, yeah, so the musical based on um, Book of Poems by T.S. Eliot. Uh, Angelo Rebbe wrote this musical. It was like smash hit on the West End on in New York. Like this production like keeps going on and on and on and on and on. Yep. Either people really, really like it or people really hate it. The people that have been in Cats really like it. <laughs> um, it's a very weird time. And the thing with Cats is, is that that is what non-musical theatre people think musical theatre is. It's just a bunch of people in Lycra yeah, like, spinning around. Like the reaction that a lot of musical theatre people have to Cats is the is the same sort of feeling. It's like, oh, now I understand what people who don't get musical theatre see when they see musical theatre. Like, it's... it. Look, it is terrible, um, the musical. Like, you can like it if you want. I like some bad things myself. Mm. Like, like I like I rewatch some bad movies every now and again, and I I, un- I unironically enjoy them. It's like it's fine. I won't take that away from you. But it is very specific to a stage performance. What wor- what what works about Cats the musical is yeah. the energy and the fact there's audience interaction and like the, the single set and the fact that it's. It's sung through and there's no real plot. It's just kind of like a series of introductions from these cats and you're just kind of in their world and it's like, yeah, you can you can just you just have to st- hold on and try to understand what's happening. Yeah. And there's a there's something to that that a lot of people like can really find a lot of joy in. Um Oh yeah, and like if you like yeah. it, like Yeah. If you if you like cats, like it's not it's yeah. not a big deal. It's fine. I, I, I do judge you, but anyway. No, because um, like that's the thing. We all like some shitty stuff. Yeah, like it's so, not yeah. that. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah, it's. But the fact of the matter is that you can't adapt it into a movie. No, and like because they've done so they filmed the original um, like musical yeah. with the original cast, as far as I'm aware, um, and like. You kind of get it. Like, the lacquer, the dancing, it's a spectacle, blah, 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 blah. But it's like, how are you going to translate that onto screen? Like, are you just going to get the... Like, is it just going to be people dressed as cats? Are you going to CGI the cats? And it was just a bit of both. Like, Well, I don't think they were dressed as cats. No, no, no. But, like, that's what it came across as, you know? Because they still had human... Like characteristics, their feet were terrifying. Their hands were just human. Their hands, hands, and like they hadn't been edited properly. Like people still had like rings and jewelry on. It was so consistent. I wondered if they did that intentionally, but then why the hell would they do that intentionally? Yeah, I don't know. Like, and then like something that Dom pointed out to me that I didn't so much notice the first like time I saw it, but the second time, like the backgrounds are really 
blurry? Yeah, it's like there are points where you 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 can like if you've got an eye for it, like you look at it and go, they might be trying to do like a depth of field thing. They might be trying to have it because because the environments are go like they're 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 entirely CG sort of mm. thing. Like well, for the most part, they're entirely CG because like they've tried to tried to have it be the environments are scaled to the cats so they're like their cat size they're wildly inconsistent oh my god the the scale of the cats either they're giant or they're tiny and then the mice and the cockroaches in comparison to the size of the cats is just yeah like that too much yeah like that's all insane but then you like if you look at some of the environments just like it's they just seem to have lower resolution like there's just like there are points where genuinely it looks like a I don't know, but like very specific references about like a a mediocre mid two thousands point and click adventure where all of the all of the <laughs> environments are CG rendered and you're just kind of clicking from frame to frame sort of thing. Whereas it's like, you know, they 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 put that together in six months. They didn't have much of a budget, except this movie had ninety five like, million dollars from eighty to a million dollar budget. Like you assume you want to air like towards the hundred million dollar mark, considering they try to minimize their losses from this because they have lost money. They've lost like like a bunch. Like they're still they're, it's still in theaters. So like they've it, made so far like forty six million against a against Hi, like there is there is Nick the the podcast cat um like that you with with Hollywood budgeting you've got to assume like two to three times the budget is spent the, like the filming budget is spent on marketing and other costs so they probably needed to make at least 200 250 million oh, yeah, to, to break even they've definitely lost that's the thing just to like just to like even the books out their money um but anyway god this it's impossible to talk about this without just being completely all over the place um okay so let's pick out some well, let's, horrific moments well, let's just start specifically from, to talk about we can start from the beginning like it begins, we are introduced to our protagonist, which the musical does not have. No, and like I can uh, props to them for actually trying to make a plot. Sure, I don't know about like they it tried. doesn't. It does. It's, it has barely any more plot than the musical. It's got a lot more like. Oh, it's got spoken dialogue. It's got arc, It's got an arc more than the musical does. Like there's a journey. Mis- Mr. Mistopheles has a character arc. Oh, I wouldn't say that anyone else my does. My God. Okay, so we start <laughs> okay, off. Victoria yeah. arrives. She's like dumped, and then In she meets all these cats, place, yeah. and they're all like meow, 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 meow. Cats, 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 cats. Jellicles do, and jellicles can. Jellicles tend to do it. Yeah, right. Like, from the first time you see one of the cats, the first cat you see, I think, is probably um, Monkstrap. Monkstrap, yeah. Who, played- who is by Robbie Fairchild? Yeah, he single-handedly with like best performance in that yeah, film. Yeah, genuinely, like I had no, I, I'm not a musical theater person mostly, so I had no idea who Robbie Fairchild is. But like at one point, I just leaned over to Jess and was just like, "Who is that guy? Because he's really good. He's great." Um, so yeah, Robbie Fairchild, uh, former principal dancer, or he might still be. He might. He. I don't think he's like a contract, like a contracted principal dancer now, but former principal dancer for the American Ballet Company. And, and great singing voice as well. Such a great singer. Um, did American in Paris, in yeah. uh, New York and London, and in France as well. So he's amazing. Like so yeah. great. Yeah. Um, and then you've got Francis Francesca Hayward. Francesca Hayward. Yeah. So playing Victoria. Who in the in the. Musical does not have any dialogue. No. She is a silent character. She is just kind of a background character who at one point has a dance solo. Yeah. They've made her and the main character. And she does a bit of singing, but not much. I mean, yeah, she's a, she's an ensemble bit. So, so then yeah. the first, like, Jellicle you meet is... 
Yes. So, so Jenny Annie Dots, played by, like you know the yeah. Like, well, the first well we meet well like, we we meet a bunch of like the cats. There's all the cats. Most of them go unnamed because yeah, yeah. like yeah, but like, you assume like oh there's probably but like, then they're Demetra talking about making the Jellicle choice and the people yeah. that are up for the Jellicle choice. Well, but first, before we meet Jenny Annie Dots, we actually we go to a, a, a cemetery in the middle of, oh, yeah. in the middle of London in someone's backyard. There's a cemetery. Yeah. Uh, and we meet Mister Mistopheles. Oh who yes, is, yes, who, yes. Who is uh. He's in this version. He's very nervous. They've made him into a. Whereas, ver- like in the musical, he's like, "Fuck yeah, I'm Mister yeah. Mistopheles." Like, he's, the guy, <laughs> he's the guy that Rum Tum Tugger like thinks is great in the musical. Whereas Rum Tum Tugger in this one has no interactions with any other character and is just kind of there. Uh, but yeah, so he's he's a goofy. He doesn't know how to do his magic very well. Everyone's like, "What the hell is this guy's deal?" And then, I do we meet Jenny any dots or do we meet? Mungo, Jerry, and Rumble Teaser. No, no, it's Jenny Annie Dots Jenny first. Jenny Dots. And this is Rebel where... Rebel Wilson. This is when shit like, hits the fan. You're already really upset because of the faces and the <laughs> bodies and just, like, the fact... Like, you've never seen... You're already upset because you were there. Yeah, like, you've never seen human beings be... A, you've seen naked people. You've never seen people quite seem so naked as these human cat hybrids. Oh, it's upsetting. Oh, my God. It's and it gets over. worse. <laughs> we'll get to that. So we meet Jenny Annie Dots, who in the musical and the poem is like she's an or- she's she's an organizer. She makes the the cockroaches and the mice. She makes them work. She yes. gets the she stops them from being lazy. Yes. In this, she forces them to dance uh, with horrified children's faces. Yes. yes. Okay. So the faces on the cockroaches and the mice are so much worse than the cats. So much worse. Like so much worse. Yeah, and uh, so she's for- she forces them to dance, and then she starts. And then Rebel Wilson them like whole. does all these like zippy like tries to do all these like zippy one liners, but like the shots are too long. It's I don't know like it's, it's horrific. It, I, I don't know how Rebel Wilson could have been doing like off the cuff, just like improvising, considering how this must have been shot. But every single one of those feels like they just said uh, Rebel Wilson said something almost like a joke and they let it be in the film like just like some sort of just like oh stop milking it <laughs> except that it's a cutaway like they like they cut away to her so it's like they thought that was worth having an insert shot of rebels and saying stop milking it well anyway <laughs> um so yeah jenny any dots devours some cockroaches she's forcing to dance oh, at the yeah. faces of children um and That's then right, she eats them she eats them whole while they're screaming for mercy <laughs> Uh, and then she, and then she it's, tears her, she tears her skin off. Oh my god! The unzipping. She unzips her cat fur. She there is unzips. no seam. She just like runs a zipper that appears out of nowhere down the front of her, and it just unfolds like the. And worst. she's got like a purple vest on. Yeah, underneath her fur, she's got a second layer of fur wearing a purple vest. Somehow, I mean, in the musical, flesh. that doesn't seem as um, it didn't seem as invasive as the film. Well, did. yeah, I mean, in the musical, it's a human being wearing multiple layers of clothes, whereas in the in this, <laughs> it's a cat who is clearly naked, just a cat, and then she tears her skin off. <laughs> I don't, and then yeah, it's just yeah. She just does that, and it's like that's one of the moments where I genuinely like recoiled away from the screen. I've seen I've seen horror films <laughs> where like where I've had far less like visceral reactions to some of the stuff I saw in this. Um, and then next is Mungo Jerry and Rumble Teaser, which is one of my favorite moments in the musical. Like, I don't have many favorite moments in Cats, but I think that song is actually kind of fun. It was okay. It was better than most of the. Stuff it was better this. than most of the songs, but this is when they like. 
obviously they fucked up the scale with um, Rebel yeah, Wilson, did. but they really fucked up the scale in Mungo Jerry and Rumble Teaser because like um, Victoria starts like putting jewelry on and they've done like an engagement ring, like a normal, like a human size ring that like fits over the paw of a cat, which yeah. is like, that's, n- that's not how, that's not how yeah. size works. It's just not. Also, and when she's like uh, yeah. holding the um the knife, the knife and, and fork. the fork, it's just like it's and the then length they're bouncing of the bed, and they're like the size of like I don't ch- know like children, yeah. Uh? And also, are Mungo, Jerry, and Rumpletees are supposed to be siblings or something? Yes, brother and so, sister. So why was one of them English and the other was like Northern Irish? Ireland. Oh, I don't know. What, what's going on there? That's, it's just like very noticeable. It's, like, it's just like Mungo, Jerry, and Rumpelteaser. <laughs> just like what's going on there, siblings? <laughs> Like I feel like the actor's name for Rumpelteaser was actually like was actually like Neve or something like, it's like maybe yeah. Um, and then Rum Tum Tugger, uh, Jason Derulo. He didn't say it. Wow. He didn't, he didn't say it. Um, so Rum Tum Tugger is barely in this. I mean, I say that he's actually in the background of a lot of scenes. He just mm, doesn't have anything to do after really his song. <laughs> no. He does because he doesn't sing. Um, magical Mr. Mistopheles anymore. No. They gave that to the ensemble and Victoria. Um, and they um, say, oh, what? <laughs> anyway, we'll get to that. Uh, the, the, Jason Derulo, he's just like singing about how great he is. But the thing is, he's not actually up for the Jellicle choice. And because they, she's she's down here, just rubbing just the microphone. At like, Fifi. Yeah. Um, so... Rum Tum Tucker, he's, <laughs> like he's not as major a character in this version, so him having a song at all is just kind of strange now, because like before it was like, oh yeah, he's kind of one of the main cats. He's just, so he's got multiple songs. In this, he's got one song, and he's not important. So why did he have one song? Yeah, I, I don't know. know. Um, but anyway, the he- riffing was horrific and went on and on and on. Yeah. And then in the background, all the girl cats going like meow. Oh, they like, want a, the, they, they want Jason Derulo. Yeah, they want a bit of that. <laughs> Um, we've all yeah. seen the photos. Uh, anyway, but then, like, there's a point where they go to a milk bar, which is a thing. <laughs> Apparently, there's a milk bar, and it's just, like, you where you just drink milk. That's not really what a milk bar usually is. Uh, and, like, Jason Derulo, like, puts some milk down and and just, like, yeah, lick that up. Oh, female Ian McKellen no, licking the like, milk. That's later. <laughs> we need to talk about... No. We need to stay on track because this could go on for literally forever. You f- uh, did you not notice the bit in this where there's just like a like there's like a play a bowl of milk and there are like five different female cats just like licking up this white liquid and making eye contact and smiling just like they knew what they were doing or what or somehow worse they didn't it's the horniest movie ever folks like it's so it's it like I don't we're not being particularly friend, kid friendly but you can't be talking about this movie it's an uncomfortably horny movie <laughs> like they are naked people with fur on them like writhing and like doing like a shimmy with their shoulders every time they move and it's just like why are they trying to make the like cats are cat, cats are grotty like little weirdos who lick themselves and I love them for it but they're not sex, sh- sexual animals like they're the least they're honestly like people talk about that and they're not elegant animals so why would they think we need to make these cats sexual i don't know <laughs> <laughs> so 
so yeah, anyway, anyway, during Rum Tum Tugger's song, like um, Annie, Jenny Annie Dots is in the background saying Rebel Wilson things. Oh, like, stop milking it. Stop milking it. Oh, I can, I, I can dance like that if I want. Da, 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 da. Well, I can't, but you know, I could if I wanted. And it's just like, did, did they forget to turn that camera off? And she was just standing in front of her riffing. Oh, and then, uh, then some mysterious uh, um, Idris Elba appears. Oh, that's well, I <laughs> well, I never. And he teleports her away. Chance would be a fine thing. Like, what the fuck? I've never seen someone look so naked with clothes on. And then he takes the clothes and then off. He we'll get to that. Clothes off. But yeah, so Idris Elba Horrific. as McCavity appears and uh, teleports. See, the thing is, with McCavity is like he is, doesn't have lines in the musical, does no, he? No, it's literally someone walking around with a head. Thing on that no one's actually like credited as McCavity because yeah. they're playing other characters. Yeah, it's just like. And then the whole thing in this show is like in the movie is McCavity is like stealing all the other people that are up for the Jellical choice so that he gets picked. We should explain the Jellical choice, Christ. Oh, okay. So the Jellical choice. I don't know if the Jellical choice has been explained at this point because we. So the Jellical choice, as far as I was aware, it's a was like sacrifice. a yeah, <laughs> it's a ritual sacrifice where a cat goes up to the moon. Well, it sends to the heavy side layer, which is an actual. It's a layer of the atmosphere. It is actually like, like I guess T. S. Eliot, hello Nixie, <gasps> T. S. Eliot like opened an encyclopedia at some point. It was just like heavy side layer. It's named after a scientist named Doctor Heavyside, um, uh, and I am just furious at Phoebe. I am giving right Phoebe so much attention, and she's loving it, and Jess is not loving it. Uh, so, but yes, yeah, so they are sent. So every year under a jellical moon, I don't. We, they haven't explained what. Je- what's a jellical moon? I don't know. Well, wait, what is it? What, what's a jellical? Every year, the jellicals what's meet a under je- a jellical moon and make the jellical choice. What's there to be confused about? Many. The important. What's things. important to remember is that jellicals do and jellicals can. can. Okay, and jellicals can and jellicals. Do. Do. There we go. So, yeah, anyway, tonight is the night that the Jellicles make the Jellical choice, which isn't very well explained, but basically they ascend to the heavy... They choose the most worthy Jellicle, and that Jellicle ascends to the heaviside layer and is reborn in a new life. And it isn't really explained what that means, and it sounds like a ritual sacrifice, uh, doesn't it? And that gets... That that increases as the movie goes on. But there are a lot of Jellicles who want to be the Jellical choice. And they all want to go up in the balloon. So, yeah, anyway, McCavity appears and says something in an Idris Elba voice and kidnaps Jenny Annie Dots, and Jason Derulo does his thing for a bit, and then James Corden appears. Yeah. Uh, I mean, mm. I hate him in real life, and he was worse in this. Um, he hasn't even seen the film, and he's like, yeah, I've heard it's not good. Um, a lot of the actors in it have been just... It's, it's almost... It's, I, I, feel quite, I feel bad for the ballet dancers and people in it because, like, they clearly didn't know that they were being put in a bad movie. They just tried to do a good performance and then they're all being like, I've been seeing a lot of them sharing the stuff on Twitter because they don't have followings or anything, you know. And then yeah. the actual, like, the big name actors of women like, yeah, well, don't know about that, hey. Dumb. Yeah, bad movie. Uh, anyway, James Corden appears as Bustopher Jones, which is a name. Yeah. Uh, and he jokes... That didn't really make a lot of sense, did it? Uh, you see, you, well, it, I don't, what didn't make sense? <laughs> you see, he's fat. <laughs> What's ne- what you need to understand about Bustopher Jones is that he is a fat cat and he eats out of the trash and he leads all the other cats to eat out of the trash and that goes on for a while. It goes and, on for a really long time. And then he falls and then McCavity's like, 
you should look in this trash can. Yeah, look, look in here. And Buster Jones is like licking his lips. He's like, oh, there's a that's a tra- that's another trash can, is it? And he's like, yeah, look in this trash can. Yeah, he's like, oh, he's about to fall. He's gonna get in the trash. He falls in and just like falls forever into hell or something. And but the visual, <laughs> he ends up on a boat in the middle yeah, of the Thames. Like McCavity is just teleported in the same way he teleports everyone else. But for some reason, in this moment, it's like a horror movie. Suddenly, he just like falls in and just falls and keeps falling. And everyone, everyone around is just like apparently didn't see McCavity for starters, despite everyone giving Buster for all the attention. And then they just move on. I think, I, like they <laughs> just they don't think about him. Uh, they were just like he was one of the five cats who was up for the Jellicle choice a moment ago. But uh, yeah, he's gone now. Uh, and I suppose what happens next? I suppose Buster for no, it's like do they meet Grizabella? No, they meet Old Deuteronomy. Old now, Deuteronomy, I but like. Oh. Have we gotten the order wrong? It's impossible to say. Who but, cares? But like at the moment where um, Victoria is like being menaced by a dog because Rumple Teaser and Monko Jerry abandoned her, Mister Mistopheles is like, I thought you told, I thought you were going to miss. So then this romance between Mistopheles and Victoria uh, starts. Um, but and as soon as they were getting the anywhere near each other, I don't think oh, I've yeah. heard so many people shout at a movie screen. No, because there was a lot of teasing that they were going to kiss. Like a lot of lot of people, a lot of times where characters lean into each other and it's like, no. no, no anyway, don't do it. Old Deuteronomy, old old Jamie Judy Dench. Not a bad like they just so they gender swap the character. Not a bad Judy, choice. Judy, why? I, she she gives a bad performance. I'm not gonna mince words here. Like I don't think that she. I think that she gave her the performance she deserved. But I think that it's like she didn't give a shit. No, nah. she was just like. Being a bit Judy Dench, just kind of neutrally saying all of her lines every now and again, smiling wisely and warmly, because she is still Judy Dench and she knows what the people want. Um, and she, does she sing? I don't even know. There's a long, long sequence in the theatre. What's the theatre called? It's like a cat name. Egyptian. The Egyptian theatre, yeah, because it's got the Egyptian cats and stuff. Yeah, they all. It's in a theatre now. In the play, it's in a, a junkyard. Yeah. Uh, now it mostly takes place in this theatre. Um, and then everyone starts dancing. Oh, uh, the dancing. And then there were two cats that weren't Mungo Jerry and Rumble Teaser called Le Twins. They're played by Le Twins, who I missed. Like, I mean, I don't, I didn't miss because I wasn't. And they were wearing Converse's. Yeah, there's a lot of cats wearing shoes. There's uh, a lot of cats wearing a lot of clothing. Shoes is the worst, I feel like, because that's just like, that's impossible. Um, <laughs> Le Twins are like their real life, like, you know, dance duo thing. Um, but I'm. There's a lot of stuff where I watch the trailer. I'm like, I must have seen this and I don't remember it. I've forgotten so much of this, like the images of this film. Because like there's shots of we the twins. We were pretty mad. I wish I, I, like, it's difficult to be drunk enough for me in a movie. Because like I snuck a bit of alcohol in and I still couldn't keep up a, a good level of drink. Because I, like, I, it takes a lot to get me drunk, unfortunately. It's impractical. I needed to be more drunk for this movie. Anyway, they dance for a while. And at one point they all do like, a point. They all do like a ballet point. The fucking tails. And their tails go out. The tails. And then they twitch. It's so phallic. It's so gross. It's the phallus shouldn't twitch like that. Nothing should twitch like that. They're Nothing all, should ev- twitch like that. Ev- every single one of the cats just kind of freezes and their tails flicker and twitch for like fifteen seconds, and everyone in the theater recoiled. We viscerally. all freaked out. And then, for some reason, presumably because she's traumatised by what she's just seen, Victoria goes outside. And then we meet Grizabella. Memory. Horrified for Jennifer Hudson that they didn't edit out that 
tear moustache snot thing. Oh, they that she add, had. they might have added that in. Like that's a very Tom Hooper thing. Is was like, fucked up. He's. I feel like he's got a thing where he's just like, oh, women being very emotional, like they must be unglamorous. So like he likes like it was the same thing with um, Anne, Hathaway. Anne Hathaway in Les Mis, where it's just like all I snot and tears. I'm gone, boy. Like we're just doing the like a plot synopsis, and this is probably already half an hour long. Um, like we'll we'll get you no, know, no, I'm like we'll get to. You know why you came we, here? We we'll get to the directions so, like at some point. So all right, Chris this Bellows. is the point where I left uh, to get more drinks, uh, and also like I was so traumatized talking to the bar staff. Like I was talking to them, being like, you know, I saw I saw Bong Joon Ho's Parasite like two days ago. That's a really good move, and they were like, yeah, that's really good. And it's like and now I'm watching Cats, <laughs> and uh, they I think they were so uh, like affected by how traumatized I already was that they actually significantly undercharged me for my drink. God bless them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Grisabella shows up. Grisabella's story, she was like a glamour cat and then she decided to fuck off with McCavity so then no one's friends with her anymore. Which isn't made clear in the musical. Like, no, it's not. Yeah. Um, so, and Victoria, oh, the fucking ears! We haven't talked about we'll- the ears yet! Yeah, we'll talk about all of that. All of them have ears, and, like, and they Victoria's just like random. going up to Grisabella. She's like, you know, what's what's your story? And Grisabella, she hissed. Yeah, <sighs> like I, she I'm, fucking I, hissed. I do like that. It's just like Victoria, just like she's that she's only just met all these people, and for all all that she knows, those people just like, well, they love to introduce each themselves to each other. So, so like, I suppose sing, oh, us, a, sing yeah. us a song. What's your story? Sing me a five minute long song about <laughs> how sad you are. And Judy Dench is like watching from like an above window, going like. What's this? And then Grisabella like slinks away because all of the, like the other cats go like, we don't like her. And then Grisabella comes down and she's like, Victoria. Well, she's like, who are you? I don't know you. And she's like, I'm new. new." And she's like, do you want to see me make the Jellicle choice? And she was like, can I watch you do the Jellicle choice? Because I don't know what the Jellicle (laughs) choice is yet. So I don't understand why that's not. Also, I'm not a Jellicle. And she's like, not yet. Bum, bum, bum. Okay, and then what happened after that? They go back into the theatre. Um, so, yeah, anyway, um, Grisabella sings Memory, which is the song everyone knows for this musical. It's fine. No, no, Je- uh, Memory comes later. No, she sings... No, it's a, it's a reprise later. She sings a bit of it there, doesn't she? No, no, she sings the, like, the refrain. She doesn't sing actual Memory. I mean, sure, okay. So... Um, oh, you know what happens So next? then the ball... It's- it's Bomblerina. No. Yeah, because then she sings McCavity. No, you, no, that's way later. For starters, no, it's not. I'm it, looking at the plot right now. That plot synopsis is for a, is it musical with no plot. You have forgotten beautiful ghosts. Oh, that there is a new song there is a new song. Sucks. By- it got nominated for a Golden Globe this morning. Did we all see that? That's really funny, but then again, award, awards mean nothing. Green, it got no other awards, by the way. Green Book won Best Picture. Like awards mean nothing at this point. Um. Um. So yeah, they sing "Beautiful Ghost," which is and Victoria specifically does, um, which is an original song written for this movie, co-written allegedly by Taylor Swift and Sir Andrew Lloyd Webber. He's not a sir, is he? I thought he was. Is he sir? I thought he was Lord. No, no, he's he's a sir. A, a Lord is like a political thing. I'm pretty sure. Um, England's weird. Um, anyway, but um, you new song for this for this because um, Victoria isn't really a character, and they're in the musical. No, it's the Lord Lloyd Webber. Really, the Lord Lloyd Webber. He's a baron. He's a baron. <laughs> England is screwed. You know that means he has actual political power. Yeah, that's Jesus. what I'm just saying. Like, I'm that's, pretty sure he's a lord. That's a problem, folks. 
<laughs> England's already screwed. It's fine. Um, anyway, um, so beautiful ghost because Victoria in the musical isn't a real character. She's kind of just a. She does a very tizzy dance yeah. where she lifts her leg up very high. She does that in this too. She does. That's why they cast a principal ballet dancer. Um, but like, so they needed to give her bits where she sings solo because she's the main character's version. So she sings an original song, and. It sure does sound like an original song that was added into the musical after, like it after. It doesn't fit in with anything else. Yeah, it's. It really doesn't. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's. It actually is a bit like it's got a bit of the vibe of this is the song in the musical nobody likes. <laughs> like it's got a oh, bit that, of that. Oh, that's a funny song. Yeah, um, but we're, we're, like you know, Ian McKellen's bit is more that, but it's definitely a uh, bit of a song that you forget. Um. So I think I feel like Bombalarina is quite a bit later because we no, st- you're we, right. We still have Ian McKellen, Ian, McKellen. Um, Ian fucking McKellen as Gus I, the Theatre Cat. Tears came to my eyes during Gus the Theatre Cat, not because it was in real a truly affecting performance, though Ian McKellen does for some reason give it his all. I he tears, tried. Tears came to my eye because this. I don't go to the movies often, and this is almost certainly the last time I'll see Sir Ian McKellen. In a film. And it was Cats. And it was Cats, and it was him. Like, we are introduced to him. Like, he's just kind of in the back, shadows in the background being like, oh, I'm a weird old man. And then he's, like, <laughs> licking milk out of a pla- or out of a bowl. And Mr. Mistopheles is just like, they've decided Mr. Mistopheles is a big fan of Gus the Theatre Cat. I'm not sure if it's because Gus is supposed to be a magician. I don't know. Well, the Gus the Theatre Cat song isn't actually sung by Gus in the musical. No. I mean, it's barely Gus a song has, like, episode. a carer that, like, comes on. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so he does this uh, this long, so, slow, sad song about how he's just like, oh, I'm I I'm old and silly now, but I used to be great, and I used to be great, but now and I'm old and And then Mr. Mistopheles has got a wand, and he like makes the the thunder and the lightning. Yeah, he makes magic happen because yeah, don't forget there's magic in this movie. Magic. Oh, we also forgot Skimble Shanks. Jesus, it's impossible. No, to no, remember. Skimble Shanks is after this. Skimble Shanks is after Gus. Is it? Yeah. Christ. <laughs> so Skimble Shanks. Anyway, holy um, shit. Sorry, we just need to. We need to finish off Ian oh, McKellen. God, yeah. Gus Thitica, He sings a sad song. No Everyone, one's going to listen to this, so who cares? Yeah, that's fine. We're just. We're just this is therapy. Um. So <laughs> Gus sit, like talk sings for a bit, and everyone's like, "That was great." And Judy <gasps> Dench. Judy Dench lifted her. Judy Dench, and I missed it. Judy Dench scissors and lifts one <laughs> leg into the air to show her Because she was in approval. like a fucking cat bed. She was in like a basket, yeah. And then she and just she like... She lifted her fucking leg. She scissors and lifts a leg. And I missed it at our screening, but then when I went... I like, I gripped Jess's shoulder being like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. That was yeah. disturbing. Yeah. And then, yeah, after that is Skimbleshanks. Skimbleshanks. Skimbleshanks, the railway cat. I have absolutely no memory of how that song goes. on a railway train. Um, um, but they clearly, like, for... Quite a tap number. Yeah, that's the He's fun- also wearing shoes. Yeah, he's wearing tap shoes. Um, this is There's a couple of things about this. For starters, it's where the scale in the movie breaks the most because... Oh, my God. Like, they are now so tiny. The cats are so tiny and that there's... And then when a- they get into the railway carriage, they're human-sized. Yeah, like, they're tiny. They're, like, they're walking... They're each of them walking all- and dancing along a single railway track. Uh, and they're, railway like, the track. size... <laughs> they're the size of mice for a few shots here. <laughs> Like they can, they can comfortably stand on a railway track, and then yeah, like they're in a they're in a sleeper carriage in the tra- in a train, and they are com- like in beds, 
the size that humans would be if they were in those yeah. beds. Um, but, uh, also, Skimble Shanks is the only cat that makes. He's, he's wearing he, pants. He's also wearing pants and a hat. And a hat. And he's <laughs> he's also the only Jellicle choice candidate who's just played by a dancer. I'm pretty sure he's not really played by anyone in particular, is he? No, no. Like he, like, it, like he's a very good dancer. No, he's great, but also like it's very f- funny. Like at the end, it's like yeah, the 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 cho- all of these characters are on the boat. We've got Rebel Wilson, and we've got uh, we've got Ian McKellen, we've got James Gordon, and uh, Skimble Shanks. You don't know the actor for Skimble Shanks, so he's not going to get any lines in this bit. Uh, and Shanks. then after that is oh. the cavity. Skimble Shanks starts doing it. He starts twirling and twirling and twirling and he rises into the air and he explodes. And then he explodes because because (laughs) McCavity teleported him. When McCavity teleports people, they just explode into dust. That's important to know. Also, we forgot again at the end of Gus the Theatre Cat. Like McCavity, like leans out of a out of an alleyway, and it's just like, oh, hello, Gus. And it's just I'm that was such a, a fan. That was such a fan, and Gus is like, oh, really? Yes, I am. Would you like to come with me, McCavity? <laughs> and like, and they teleport away. And for some reason, as they do that, McCavity McCavity just goes, McCavity. <laughs> it's the only time he's ever like so sit. Oh. Ooh. Okay. All and right. Then, and then this the moon descends and sexy Taylor Swift in her high heeled shoes starts singing about McCavity. McCavity. There's no one like McCavity. And she's like dro- like dropping catnip on all of them, which is for some reason a golden powder instead of like the leaf that it is. Anyway. Oh, uh, so and, funny. And um Rumble Teaser and Mungo Jerry are working with McCavity now, apparently, and they're also just like they're all just dropping. Um, Jess is distracted by trying to retrieve the cat again. Uh, it, they're all just dropping like this catnip, quote unquote, on everyone, and everyone's gonna go and yeah, yeah, I'm feeling it. You guys feel it? Oh my god, yeah, I'm loving this. Yeah, this nip, yeah. And this is the moment where everyone goes, oh my god, they're going to do an orgy because there is like there is an orgy in the musical that is cut. Thankfully, but this is the moment where you go, "Oh my god, they've just moved it." We're about to see all of these horrible, barely hominid cat things have sex in front of us, and they don't because thank God they don't because for some reason this is the bit where McCavity teleports in and is singing along with Taylor Swift, uh, about- and then the staircase that magically appears, yeah, and-, and he looks so naked. So we need to talk about that. So. <laughs> All of every every cat, I think, just about every cat except for McCavity, played by Idris Elba, like they are, they have like a pattern. They're spotted. They're tabby. Yeah. Whereas like, he is just he is, sleek. He is the only cat whose skin tone and fur color match. So when he and he also wears clothes. So when he takes those clothes Whoa. off, and it's His just fucking legs and you have and many absolutely not many full body shots of Idris Elba. And his fur is just the same skin color as Idris Elba, and it's just Idris Elba's face, and you can see his, like the outline of his pecs and stuff, and he's just moving and he's lithe. It's, it's the it's most terrifying. It's the most naked anyone has ever been. <laughs> um, and you look at it, and you look at all these other cats, uh, who up until now, like it's not been great looking at these cat human things, but. You know, it's you don't realize how bad it could be when you see Idris Elba naked, and then you look at them, and you, and they are naked now, and it is, it's it's grotesque, it is obscene. You, the human body and cats are both disgusting to you now because you yeah. have witnessed this. 
Except for Fifi. Fifi's cute. Um, she's having a terrible time. No, she's not. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, and then McCavity goes to Deuteronomy. It's just like, and also Taylor Swift's boobs change size about five times. Yeah, it's weird enough film. that any of these cats have human sexual <laughs> characteristics. Like, because if a cat's gonna have boobs, they'd have they'd six, have six of, them. of them. Um, whereas a lot of these cats, like Jenny Annie Dots and Taylor Swift's Bumble Arena noticeably just have like human breasts no nipples nobody has nipples or an anus or any genitals thankfully i guess but <laughs> mercifully like yeah you just see like they're trying to make like as over sexualized and horny as this entire movie has been taylor swift is very intentionally sexy or attempting to be sexy that's not pretended sexy McCavity. and like the accent as well is very confused it's very McCavity like transit it's not there it's very transatlantic like Catherine Hepburn in the in yeah the well she, she I think she's trying to do an English accent but tells us she's not an actor not. she can't act no um, she's not as bad as I kind of expected her to be but she wasn't good um, so McCavity ta- so they've changed this for the musical as well in the musical this song is people making fun of McCavity uh, and Bomble Arena is one of the people making fun of him because Bomble Arena isn't evil in the musical um, and they're just making fun of him but now it's McCavity and, ta- and Bomble Arena talking about how cool McCavity is now and, and then and it's like I'm so sorry you've rejected um, what's her name? Grizabella Grizabella and then they're all of a sudden like, ooh, sexy McCavity well, with his catnip. Then they're not like that though, because they go to Deuteronomy and yeah, it's just like, yeah, but why aren't they all like? Be- well, because they're they're drugged out. They get drugged out before McCavity arrives. That's why they did that. Um, but then, she, like McCavity walks Deuteronomy up a magical set of stairs that appeared out of nowhere and goes, oh yeah, I'm, I've I'm the only choice left. Let's ignore the fact that it's because I, from your perspective, I've probably killed all of the other candidates, <laughs> which you know it doesn't mean much because this must is just a ritual be sacrifice. The choice. And she says, "You will, will never, never be, be the jellical choice. choice." Oh, get him, Judy Dench. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I assume it was fear, sis. <laughs> Burn. And McCavity's like, well, in that case, I'm going to teleport McCavity! you away. <laughs> and he teleports her away, and we get to see where he's been teleporting everyone else. And it's on a, it's on a boat. Uh, it's on just like a barge on the River Thames, and all the other characters are tied up. And in And then chains. there's, all right, remember he's like helper cat. Yeah, who? Um, Ground tiger. Growl tiger. Who, Growl tiger. Who isn't actually a character in the original. Like that is no. a character in the play that they do in the original, but. Here we go, Growl Tiger. Um, who's he, who plays him again? It's it's Robbie, I don't know. Robbie Coltrane. Is it, is it, who? No, surely not. Hold on, no, hold on. That's who's Growl Tiger. I'm go, I'm looking this this uh, Growl Tiger. Ray Winston. That's right. I recognised him. Ray Winston. He's got. He, he does those sorts of characters. You know, he's a very yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, like his like he's mostly known for his hard man roles, beginning with his role as Carlin in the 1979 movie Scum. That gives you the sort of idea. It's the sort <laughs> that's of that's Growl role. Tiger. Uh, yeah, that's Growl Tiger. But so yeah, um, and McCavity's just like, well, because you won't sacrifice me to the cat gods and kill me, because for some reason this power, Everybody this powerful, this, this powerful magical teleporting cat really wants to like, even if you ta- don't say, oh, he wants to be sacrificed and killed. He wants to be reborn. Why does he want to be reborn? He's powerful. He has more magic than any other cat. Like, anyway, and he's just like, well, in that, if you're not going to make me the evangelical choice, I'm going to force you to walk the plank and drown you. And so it's just like, yeah, she's walking her towards the plank, towards the edge of the boat. It's like, she's going to die. And then we cut back to the Egyptian. Oh, God. And everybody's like, what do we do? 
And then Francesca Hayward's like, so, Mistopheles. Boy. Gonna need you to magic back Deuteronomy. He's like, I can't do it. I can't. I can't. It's like you made so then lightning she happen. Starts huh? like, it's, like the slow, it's like the musical theatre equivalent of like a slow clap. Oh, well. Well, I, I never was there ever. A cat, cat so clever as magic. Mistopheles. Da 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 da. And then he tries and he fails. And then everyone's like, we need to all be behind him. That's oh, what's... well, I never... And they do it again. And he fails again. And they go, again. again. Oh, well. <laughs> and they do it again. And he fails again. And it's like, oh, we, we really have failed. She is going to die. And then Francesca K. Hey, hey, Victoria, from behind everyone, is like, oh, well, I never was there ever. I don't even know. So clever as magic, and like this is and when then everyone the joins in again. We all were like, oh yeah, singing it. <laughs> I was so broken by this point. I had had multiple mental breakdowns at this point. I was, I was fully into singing this terrible song about a magical cat named Mister Mistopheles. I was singing along, uh, and it's and everyone's like, has it worked? Oh, it hasn't worked. Oh. And then from behind everyone, we and don't then, even get to see her oh, coming. Oh well, I never was there. Ever a cat so clever as oh my magical Mister Mistopheles? She's back. She's back. Judy Dench is back. Judy Dench is back. Everyone. Uh, he didn't. He didn't teleport the rest of the cats on the barge back, who were presumably still in mortal peril. Also, I guess. Like, this is taking a long time. They repeat that thing, like, five times. That timeline, and it's, like, obviously been, like, three seconds on the barge. Yeah, it's just, like, it's literally almost ten minutes. Oh, and, uh, sorry, I forgot. Uh, Rum Tum Tugger is in the background of some of these shots. Anyway. Oh, yeah, just reacting. He's just there sometimes. just like, God, I hope they pay Jason Driller well. I don't care about him or his music, but it's just, like, he's just kind of there in a lot of these shots for some reason. Um, So, so yeah, she's back, and everyone's, like... McCavity is defeated, and we're all just supposed to be like, oh, he is, I guess. And then on the budge, he takes Bombalarina and she's like, I'm not finished yet, and teleports. Uh, we never <laughs> see Bombalarina again. No. We literally, like, he reappears later. Bombalarina. She got splinched. Yeah, the, my, my theory is, like, he fucked up slightly because, like, he's been teleporting a lot. Uh, she's now, like, half in and half out of a wall somewhere, dying slowly. Um, and after they teleport away, uh, Rebel Wilson is like, I know how I can save all of us. And she unzips her skin a second time and underneath the skin with the vest, she's just got regular skin again. And for some reason, unzipping her skin allows her to get out of her chains. Uh, and That's right. Yeah. And then the, all the cats... And then, oh my God, when they're swinging the chain around. And she, because it's Rebel Wilson, she hits herself, she hits in, the herself in the face with it. And it's just like, oh yeah, I forgot that this character was played by Rebel Wilson and is therefore clumsy. That is the character. Oh god! Uh, and they force Ray Winston into the sea, into the Thames, where he presumably drowns. Because uh, he's a cat. Yep. And it's just like this triumph moment. Like it's a big, it's the big action climax that they've like. They're, I feel like they replaced uh, like a scene from. There's there's a scene there's a bit there's kind of an ac- there's kind of an actiony sort of scene at some point in the play that's not in this version, but they've replaced it with this. Um, and uh, yeah. For some reason, like we're like watching Jenny Annie Dots, Buster for Jones, Gus the Theatre Cat, and oh, I guess Skimble Shanks is here too. Uh, <laughs> they force Growl Tiger into the Thames, and like yay! And we're all just like, how are you getting off this boat? Cut back to the Egyptian, and uh, 
Then Grizabella comes back. Then she sings Memory. Yeah. Um, well, Victoria's just like, I know. I'm, I'm going to go and grab... Sing us a song. Sing us a song and you're, be the Jellicle choice. You're the piano man. <laughs> and she's... Memory. Touch me. It's, it's so um, funny. Yeah, it's and it's all of. It's, and then it's, Judy it's, Dench like crawls over, not crawls. She like she sashays over with her coat on because obviously and she, her wedding ring. Yeah, and she says, "You are the Jellicle choice." Vada. And then she gets in the chandelier, yep, um, which somehow gets a balloon attached to it. Yep, I guess I think. I think Don't know when that happened. Yeah, Miss Mistopheles magic. Let's say it's that. Uh, and there's a there's a chandelier with a balloon attached. They put her in that. She flies away into the and morning then sunlight. McCavity tries to like. He teleports in and is on the thing. He's like, yeah. I am the Jellicle choice. And he grabs the, for some reason. Despite being a teleporter, he teleports in where he grabs the rope trailing behind yeah. the chandelier instead of teleporting into the basket, and then like loses grip and falls, lands atop Nelson's column, and like the last we see of him is him going, ah, nah, and we're, I'm just like, I am not being sacrificed to the sun cat gods, and it's like, why, why don't you teleport again? The movie is just like, ah, he is trapped atop Nelson's column and, and will, will therefore die of exposure. Then the most intrusive moments I've ever experienced yeah. on screen. So all the cats are like dancing in Trafalgar Square. Um, and then the captive cats are somehow they got off the barge and they're back now. It's fine. They're back. It's fine. So there's Mistopheles, Dame Judi Dench, Victoria, Monk, Monk, Monk Strap. Strap. They're like the four of them. They're in. all sitting on top of this lion statue right and then judy dench breaks the fourth wall and talks directly to the audience and tells us about how we know because a cat a, is not a dog yeah he she ex- talks at length about how we now understand what a jellicle is and everyone in the theater is screaming <laughs> no, no we, we don't. don't what you must understand is that cats are not dogs dogs because there's music playing <laughs> and she's almost speaking in time with it in some way Sometimes. And she's not, but it's like... Oh. They, they needed to pretend honestly, this was a musical. Honestly. Uh, and then, yeah. I honestly wanted to crawl out of my skin. Like, it was and, so funny. So then the second time when I went, well, I was sitting next to the person I well, was with. Well, sorry, we need to... Let's finish. Let's finish. the. Yep. Like, we've got one more thing. Like, all the other cats are like, well, I'm leaving now to go home to my owner, I guess. And yeah, because they've all got collars on. Yeah, a lot of them have collars. And then Deuteronomy uh, turns to Victoria, who's the only one left, and she's like, you yeah. truly you are, are an- a jellical cat. I thought she said angelical, and I'm like, is this a subspecies? I don't understand. <laughs> but like, maybe yeah, just like, you truly are a jellical cat. The end. Where does she go? What happens next? Yeah, like <laughs> she's still a stray. I guess some of the other cats might be strays. I don't know. Anyway, sorry, you could. Just, oh, and yeah. then the necking between Mistopheles and Victoria they was. Sure do. They are human. They fucking neck. They almost kiss. They. But then they also uh, do cat affection stuff. Uh, they don't sniff each other's bums though. That's a nice thing. Um. So yeah, when I went and saw it the second time, the person I was with, I don't think I've ever seen someone like so traumatized and scared when he was like, Judy Dench is looking at me. She's talking about cats not being dogs. I was like, I know, I know, we're going to get through this. It's going to be fine. So that was Cats. Um, <laughs> horrifying. Tom Hooper is a bad director. 
He's won an Oscar for for he's a bad director. He's also he did the King's Speech. He did Les Mis. He did the Danish Girl. Um, none of those are terrible movies. No. The direction in all of them is very bad. He has gotten by. He's been really lucky because he's had really good yeah, actors in his movies. He's had really good actors elevating the material just consistently. And this mm. is the point where the scales are going to fall from people's eyes and be like, look, the, his, people are going to re-examine his old films because the King's Speech, ha- like you can see a lot of the King's Speech and Les Mis in this where it's like you, there are completely unmotivated choices being made in like the shot compositions and the edits and the like the staging of things where it, like there were so many points in the King's Speech where like two characters were just like in the bottom left of frame with heaps of negative space and it's like you're supposed to do that sort of thing and have there be a meaning behind it to the characters but there isn't he just thought this will look interesting and that's all through this Mm. there's just like dutch tilts and stuff like that all over the place look i don't think they should have done it in the first place but they also just rushed it and it was really messy and clunky and really bad casting choices and I don't know, like, would it have been better if it was just... I feel like it would have been scarier if they were actual cats. I don't... I like, well, I don't even know if, like, can... Well, what's the... Did they rush it? When did it... Like, there's been a lot of attempts this at this point. Um, so, basically, also, like... In, sorry, in, Dom and I also saw the original cut of it before, like, further edits had been made to the film. Apparently, yeah. So, now there's, um like, the new newer version has been put into cinemas. Now. I don't even know what the differences are. They kind of done much. Also, so like they began casting in 2018. So, I don't think that. But that's a pretty like that's a pretty quick turnaround for a film. Yeah, especially. Oh, I imagine like they filmed it in in December. Started in December 2018 and ended on the second of April. So. That's. There are some. Yeah, no, there are some. Really quick. I mean, yeah, there were CG artists on this that probably didn't see their family for a year. Um, they were just like they would they would have been crunching so hard on this nonsense. But then like, they also, like, it's not like they didn't put a lot of money into it. I mean, I no, imagine a lot of that went no. to a couple of the cast members, but it's, like, still 90 to 100 or 80 to 100, whatever. That's a huge amount of money to spend on a money on a movie that it looks looks really bad apart from anything else. It doesn't have a big... It doesn't even have, like, a big scale or anything. Like, it's kind of... I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't, I don't really understand where the choice came from to be like, you know what... Let's make a movie of cats. Like, well, it's been trying to be happen for a long time. It's one of those things. Like, since the nineties, people have been trying to do it, and then everyone goes, "Oh wait, it's cats." It's a ter- this is terrible. But it's like it's a movie. It's made like hundreds of billions of dollars at this point. They can't not try to adapt it. They shouldn't have. But also, it's like mm. they like the the it, it, and it has actually backfired because it's not. It, they are losing money on it. But it's like, could you imagine what the casting would have been like in the nineties? Like Shania Twain or something is Grizabella. Like, ooh. <laughs> Winona, Winona Ryder would have been in there somewhere. Oh, my. Oh, well, I God. never. So, yeah, we're traumatised. Um, Capped off the nightmare that was 2019 for me. Yeah. Uh, it's As I said in an Instagram rough, yeah. story, like, had my heart broken about five or six times last year, but still, Cats was worse. I... Um, unemployed and like people aren't getting back to me when I express my interest in working with them but Cats was worse Cats was worse it could be from now on that's gonna be like a mantra it's just like I could be watching Cats so yeah uh, I don't like I feel like there's so much we haven't even got like it's uh, it's 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 breathtaking <laughs> it's it's one of those things like I and they did a recording of musicals taught me everything I know afterwards and like I went down to like just like anyone in the audience want to come and grab the microphone and I did and like one of the things I said was just like 
I was genuinely having like a solipsistic moment watching like because I'm just like I can't reconcile like a logical universe existing and having this movie in it so I'm just like I genuinely just like I, I feel less certain of my own existence. Yeah, like how person. am I existing in a world where not like that exists? Like that's really fucked up. Hundreds, a hundred million dollars on this, like the world's on fire. World War Three starting. Mm. Cats twenty nineteen. I just. It's hard to. It's hard to believe. It's hard to fathom. Um. So, we hope this has been enjoyable. We, um, yeah. I, it made me question my love of cats as well, which I didn't really like. Oh yeah, I got like there's a couple of things. Like I got home, I I walked a long way home. Like I couldn't, I just I needed. You to walked? Just, yeah. Fucking weirdo. Like yeah, I was like, yeah, I don't I don't live near to the theater that we like, we we saw it at. I probably walked for like an hour. Uh, I just needed to not. I just needed to walk. Um, and I like for starters, like I saw for some reason. On in, in the middle of the city on the way home, I saw uh, like a pillowcase on the ground with just like a lump in it. I'm just like, Victoria? <laughs> like that was a real thing that happened like to around King There George's. wasn't a cat in there, was there? I didn't check, but I'm just like, there's this pillowcase with something in it. I'm just like, it's not moving, but I'll, I'll hold on. I'll, show, I'll get you the photo. Yeah. Um, that, I just saw that in the <laughs> in, in King George's Square. I'm just like, is this a jellical? And I'm saying, um, Are we also, about to find out who the jellical choice is? Oh. Uh, God, I hope it's me. Um, <laughs> Sacrifice me sac- to the cat gods. Please. Um, I've suffered enough. But I genuinely, I got home and I was just staring at my cat, thinking about Rebel Wilson's tearing her skin off. <laughs> it was, I have to say, a little bit more enjoyable the second time because I was a lot drunker. That would help. Um, And I knew what was coming, so I was able to... And, like, watching someone else watch cats was possibly one of the funniest things. Like it just, like just watching the horror on his face was so funny. Also, the fact that a boy was like, "Hi, do you want to come and see cats with me?" I was like, "Oh, wait, yeah, that's a good point. Actually, you were upset that he didn't want to go home with you afterwards. It's like he just watched cats, <laughs> Jess. You really need to be more understanding that the man had just seen cats." I can't believe you just said that on the podcast. <laughs> no one's listening. Uh, also, I couldn't remember which parts you'd said on the show because <laughs> we've been talking for like forty-five. Oh uh, well. Well, thanks so much for joining us talking about cats. We disturbed Zane's whole day by coming over and just being like, hi, can we um, can we come over and just like vent <laughs> about cats? I mean, we saw it on Boxing Day and it's taken us two weeks to talk about it just because we, yeah, I don't know, we need to dig. It's like, this is the last of the cats hot takes. Everyone else, else has already talked about it. Everyone who's going to see it has probably seen it. Although I do want to say there are people who are being like, it's not as bad as everyone's saying. Like, and it's I've, like, you're a goddamn liar. I know. Like, I've generally... You're a goddamn fucking liar. I, I've seen people, even on my timeline, being like, you know what? I didn't mind it. I think that it's better than people saying. Fuck and, off. Like, I already didn't respect those people for other reasons. And now... And now I've got more reason. So cool. Thanks for listening, guys. Won't <sighs> tell you to plug the socials because this podcast doesn't exist anymore. This is a one-off um, that no one's listening to. But thanks so much. Um, uh, go see well, cats or not. Yep, see you when they release cats too. <laughs> uh <Bumble laughs> Arena's Revenge. Bye. Bye. <laughs> 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 